Welcome to episode 17 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. So Hillary, how are things? You know, girl, we're living in a police state, although <laughs> um, the governor's <laughs> opened up the beaches. Governor DeSantis, uh, he's a genius. I know. Did you see the pictures of Jacksonville with all of the people? No, I have not. I am afraid for those people. It's incredible. But I mean, not for nothing. It kind of makes sense of of all the places. Of course, Jacksonville. It's like, yeah. And and the people, I mean, not going to judge all the people of Jacksonville, but. It's insanity. Yeah. So what worried me about uh, this week is that Trump said uh, he's going to leave it up to the governors to make decisions on when they could start opening things up. And I thought, oh, fuck, we have a. Right. mentally mentally deranged person as our governor yes mentally deficient is probably the right. best way who to describe can't him. even put a mask on right Ooh, and this girl. this came after the fact that you know uh uh 45 said um you know he has sole power yeah to decide things and then he had to roll it back because you know he doesn't know the constitution so well, <laughs> <laughs> um Dear God, this quarantine has to end because we need to vote. We do. We know we need to vote. Yes. But what worried me about DeSantis being able to make decisions is I was worried about schools. So I was like, okay, well, if he says it's okay for the kids to go back to school, I'm not going to send my kids back to school, right? Like as much as of a nightmare this shit has been, there's no way that I I know it's not okay yet. So like I'm not going to send my kids back to school, but thank God our counties and local counties near us have said, no school for the rest of the year right. like the last day of school i think is like june 3rd or something so we're good like yeah. we're not going back and um i'm i mean it's, at this point it's part of my routine yes <laughs> all of this and is I, part of it i think it's just good to know it's the knowing yes i need a plan yes Give me because a plan. now that i know now i can go okay well this is then we, we finally have gotten into a bit of a groove yeah some days are better than others. Yes, 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 um, yes. But there's a clear, there's a clear schedule, and I yeah. think I said this on one of the our past uh, podcasts that I, um, they each have their checklist that I make on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and they have it for the week, and they know, you know, day by day, yes, what to check off that list, and I think we're gonna try to add. The thing that's driving me bonkers, and I get it that like you want to make sure the specials teachers are still doing their thing, mm. because I can imagine that the classroom teachers are like, well, if I have to work, well, how come the PE teacher isn't working? And right. How come? But you know, like the PE activities, it's like have them, you know, run around with yes. a belt as a tail through the house, and have them. And I'm like, what? Well, I don't have. I don't have time. I, I rather them go run outside and play for an hour and write yeah. down that they went outside and played for an hour than like having these specific little drills to do. Right. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. My kids, their, their PE teacher sends them, this is what I need you guys to do, like 10 push-ups or whatever. And so they go in there, take a roll of paper towels. They're doing something with like a roll of paper yes. towels. And they do it and then they just write done. Like, I don't know. I, they're being honest at least. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know what well, else. This, this guy wants a daily log. Yeah, of no, the no, activities no. and then a discussion board, like either sending pictures of what they're doing. And I, that's like, to me, a whole additional thing where I'd rather it no. go do pushups outside. Like I don't need to sit and watch you and take a picture of it and then no. upload it. 
No. Yeah. Like make <laughs> we my have life to draw easier. the line somewhere. Yeah. Well, I uh, had a terrible day last week with my son. One of the activities. So we get every week, every day. This is what they're gonna have do, right? Yeah. So we know on we knew on Thursday that before he got on his call, his Zoom meeting at nine thirty, they had to pick a virtual field trip. And you're going to tell your teacher the field trip you're going on, right? Okay, oh, great. And then fun. before they get on the one thirty call, they had to, uh, had gone on the field trip and write three things they learned, two cool things, and then one really important thing about the field trip, where they went. And then they were going to present it at the one thirty call. Okay, so on, okay. but on Thursdays, for me, every week for the last 20 years I've been at my job... I is my payroll day. So I have to drive oh around God. and make the payroll deposit right after my lunch hour. And then I have to drop off paychecks wherever the yes. paychecks go. Okay. So my, my, I go to lunch at noon, right? Uh, from noon to one, that's my lunch hour. Then at one, I get in the car and I start making my rounds. I don't get back to the office until maybe like two thirty or something. So I knew at one thirty when he had to make this presentation, we were going to be in the car, right? Oh my goodness. So I was like, fuck, how do I do this? So I put zoom on his tablet I took a Wi-Fi hotspot so that he could be on the Wi-Fi in the car and I printed out his presentation. He worked on it in the morning, made sure that was done. So we get in the car, he, the class starts, we're driving around. I have him sitting next to me so I can pay attention and a couple kids did their presentation and then she went to something else and I was like, oh, I got fucking pissed. Yeah. I pulled the headphones out of it and I was listening. And at one point she had muted herself when she didn't mean to. And it was like, it was mayhem. All the kids are going, we can't hear you. We can't, we can't hear you. Oh my, I said, Tana, like get out of the meeting, right? Get out. We're leaving the meeting. So we get back to the office. And of course I did the worst thing you can do is I sent her an email. Right. Uh-oh. And it basically was like, Hey, not really sure what happened today, but laid out everything I had to do. Like I'm still yeah. going into work and yes. I had to do all this shit to get this stuff done. And I'm really disappointed that we jumped through all these hoops and then he didn't even present it. And then I said, can you do me a favor also? Can you make sure these kids are muted? Because she mutes them all. And then somehow these little eight-year-olds figured out how to unmute themselves. They're interrupting her the whole time. And my son can't hear anything. Yeah. And no. so that was part of it too. Like, can you please? So an hour later... After I calmed down, I sent her another email and I said, look, it's been a hard day. I'm really sorry. Like that was Mm. not appropriate and I'm just very frustrated, but I know you're doing everything you can and it's just, it's been a hard day. Yeah. I think too, I think asking a kid to go on and zoom twice in a day, that's a lot. They both do that. They both. And then, uh, sometimes if there's a special, they get on for that too. So then I, so she wrote me back that night and she was like, oh, please, like, we're all having a hard time. Don't worry about it. I'm doing my best. But a lot of these kids are sitting there and their parents aren't sitting with them. So but if parents are working, I hear you. I mean, I hear you. But here's the thing. I'm working at my desk. My son, I make sure he's inside the office with me. If he's in another room, I don't know what he's doing on that tap on the Zoom. So I make sure he sits there. And so I can hear it. And I. You have to make sure you're at least near what's happening. Yes. Otherwise, yes. it's they're they're eight or nine years old and they're doing whatever they want to yes. do. We have a, I set up a designated little schoolhouse in my house, mm-hmm. and they have, uh, you know, all the material. Everything is there, but I'm very. I work. It's. I mean, I turn my head and I see the both of them. Yes, and um, 
my older will be on the headphones when he has his session with his teacher because there's, you know, the dogs barking. I'm, I'm maybe zooming for my job and, um, it's just too much chaos. So he's on the, on the tablet and he's mortified. If I even walk by. <gasps> and my the, daughter's I, the same way. And the idea that his peers or his teacher would see me. Yes. In the background. What the fuck is this? He's like, I mean, he, he made, the, he oh makes these faces at me like shaking his head like get like get away and oh I'm like, god, god what? she gets so mad at me i walked up to her and i was like oh i gave her a kiss on the cheek oh Girl. no <laughs> meanwhile my son wants me next to him he's like touching me yes. pulling me I love you mommy right yes. like just stay next to me and then she's like get the fuck out of yes, here like I, even if she'll go in the other room i can trust her to go in the other room because yes. she's a little bit older but if i go in there i go do you need anything she's like this waving her yes. arm for me to get out yes. i was like what am I, some kind of an asshole? Yes. What is this? It's preteen. It's this preteen get nonsense. away from me. And uh and one time he was on and I'm I was standing in the background like dancing and oh like, my stuff, <laughs> trying to like make him like crack a smile and he's like staring at this death stare, like like you know. Yeah. And then my I've, husband's like, What's the matter with you? He's in class right now. And I was like, Well, I mean, he's so serious. <laughs> I have been threatening because my daughter's going to go to middle school next year. I said, I'm going to get super involved in the school and then I'm going to chaperone the dances and then I'm going to go dance like this <laughs> at the dance in the corner. Like I start doing some shitty dance, right? Some goofy, well, how I dance. Yeah. And she was like, I swear, if you come to that dance, oh, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm like, What would you think if I did this at the dance? Oh my God. But like this, oh, it's funny. It's the best part of being a parent. Yeah, it's mortifying <laughs> yes. the children, and it's uh, so easy now. <laughs> I know. So school. So some colleges are now um, saying that they're not going back until January. That they're. Oh, you're kidding! There are some colleges in certain parts of the country that are saying we're not going to have kids come. So not only do uh, you know our our seniors you know, across America are missing out on all of these things. Their first semester. Their first semester, move-in day, you know, the whole thing. And um, they're just, regardless, I I think schools, I think, um, you know, elementary, middle, high school is different, secondary, because, you know, parents, this is such a hardship on parents for for childcare, you know, Uh, it really is. Oh, my God. So I think that it will still happen on, on the the lower end, but yeah, so some colleges may not begin until January. Wow. Isn't that wild? It is. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. A friend of mine, we always send our kids together on to, to uh, summer camp. And I know she signed her kids up already for what this one summer camp that we go to. And I was like, I want to sign them up because I don't want to lose the spot. You know, summer camp yes. spots are so uh, few and far between when you find a good one. And so I want to sign them up. And I'm, the other side of me is like, is it going to happen? I mean, I'm sure I'll get my money back, but like, yeah. should I try it? I I was thinking we. I always send. I always send the kids. To, I love sending my kids to camp. It yeah. just they're gone for the day. They come home so tired, and yeah. they now we're at the stage where they do different camps mm-hmm. because they have different interests, and so you know, driving them to the various different things can be annoying, but at least like they're kind of doing what they like. Yeah, but I think even if stuff opens, I don't know. I might just keep them home for the summer i don't know i'm torn between like should just to have the extra in case another wave comes through yeah i, I don't so know so i guess we have to wait i guess the next yeah. few months we're gonna a couple of months at least we'll I have can't to imagine wait. summer camps because summer camps mid-june right that's like a, there's two weeks i think or maybe yes. it's a week after school stops yeah. then the summer camp starts so we'll see yeah oh god that would be 
if we're good by then and we can send them summer camp, that I mean, would be nice. Oh my God, girl. I can't, I know. <laughs> I just don't know. I know. Even if it's a half day, something, something Get them out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I am first this week and I am going to talk to you about the resignation of us house representative Katie Hill of California. <sighs> I can't wait to hear this. You know the story. I know this, this is so, story. This is so recent, so new. Yes. And, oh, there's so much. There's so much. So There's so much double standards. Yes. So here's a great <laughs> quote that I love from Sarah Jones. Uh, she wrote about the Katie Hill story for The Cut. And the quote is this. There are two Katie Hill stories and they shouldn't be conflated. One is a scandal and the other is a crime. End quote. Yes, this, uh, I just think this is, it's such a good quote because it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true because there are some misdeeds, but then there's this other side of it all. Yeah. That you can sympathize with. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay, okay. so Katie Hill was born in Abilene, Texas and grew up in Santa Clarita, California. Her mother was a nurse and her father is a police lieutenant. She attended public schools in Santa Clarita Valley and graduated from Segus. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sagus, <laughs> Saugus High School in 2004. She met her husband, Kenny Heslip, when he, she was 16 and he was 20. And they married in 2010 when Katie was 23 years old. Oh, so, so they were together. A long time. A long time. Yeah. Before yeah. they married. Yeah. So through. So wait, he was 20 and she was 16. Yes. Mm. Yeah. She had a bit of a thing going on when she was younger. It's There's a. There's some. Um. Sexual assaults when she was younger. There's other things, you know, there's, she yeah. had a, a little bit of a rough time. Yeah. Uh, not a little and, bit, a rough time. Yeah. And it's, I feel like that's so, because if it was 18 and 16, I feel like it would be more. How would you feel about one of your uh, kids dating someone who was two years younger? Would you be afraid of the parents maybe saying, you know what I mean? Like an 18, 16? Yeah. Um, as the mother of sons, yes, yeah, that's one thing that worries me. But it's tough because that's like a sophomore senior, you know. Yeah, and they're still in high school. Yeah, and so. But if the parents of the the girl get kooky about sex, yeah, and then they start accusing him of, um, they they could get the what is it called the um, statutory, pre- yeah, and they could get. They're a predator, like they're a sex yes, predator, yes. sexual predator. Yeah, um, I think it depends on the state and yes. the laws of the state right. at, at the age of, of consent. What, that's right, that's right. Um, I would be worried a little bit. That. I'd be worried. Yeah, but I feel like sophomore, senior, I mean, that stuff happens, yeah. Yeah. you know? If, but then the difference, I think, is is college mm-hmm. and still high school. Yeah. And I know like those relationships still happen like cuz then say say someone's a junior and then they're they had been dating someone since they were a sophomore right. and now that person's in college. Yeah. I and just think away. and they're away and then they come back and but he's 20. 20 is a little different. So that's a little older and I and I feel like if he's gone to call, you know, let me tell you something. They they mature a little bit differently. They're exposed to different no. things. They're, if my daughter was 16, 16 and 20, I was dating no. a 20 year old, I would murder someone yeah no sir no sir get the fuck yes. away from me but, we're but in love i know no, honey Find someone else to come around the corner and they'll be 16 like can you right. please get back to high school please but that's where it's hard because then you know when you're like no you can't then oh it makes it more appealing yes of course God, help me i know so there's got to be 
I know. You can't be at the sh- with the shotgun on the on the front porch these days. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> but it's okay. hard with with the technology and the means yeah, of communicating. That's true. that's true. And that's the thing I think that scares me more is you know, sending pictures to each other mm. or doing things that that kids are Cuz that same and thing doing. could happen. That same thing could happen right. and that to me. Yes. Child pornography charges. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I know too much to worry about let's just get them to 18 and then lock the doors and never look back (laughs) um katie katie attended california state university northridge where she earned a bachelor's degree in english and a master's of public administration she began her career as a policy advocate at people assisting the homeless also called PATH, a nonprofit organization developing affordable and supportive services for the homeless in California. Later, as the executive director for PATH, she raised the organization from a local force in Los Angeles County to one of the largest nonprofit providers of homes Mm. for the homeless in California. Wow. She's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. So she was an English major and then you said public administration? Yes. So then it seems like she wanted to be on a path of Maybe not politics, but service in some way, especially yeah. with that first job that she P.S. had. P.S. Now yeah. she's the executive director making money, honey. Yeah. Like she's she's hot to trot. Yeah. And and from all accounts, like pretty great at her job, right? Yeah. Especially like what she did. So then, Being so young and doing Oh that. my God. She's amazing. Yeah. So Katie Hill, she then helped pass a ballot initiative measure H during the spring of 2017 to help alleviate homelessness by, by providing $1.2 billion in funds for homeless services in Los Angeles County. Mm. Remarkable. Yes. Like unbelievable, right? Yes. So on March 8th, 2017, Hill announced her candidacy for the U.S. House of Representatives for California's 25th Congressional District, her home district, challenging incumbent Steve Knight, a Republican who had held the office since 2014. California's 25th Congressional District covers most of northern Los Angeles County and part of eastern Ventura County. Uh, Steve Knight won re-election in 2016, despite Hillary Clinton carrying the district by 7%. So this was a very interesting time. Okay, so after the 2016 election, right. what political minds did is start looking at these places where Hillary Clinton won, but a Republican representative, like a local, like or right. you know, won their seat. They knew they could target those seats because of her winning with, with right. The presidential. So then they know that there's there's there's, there's potential. A, there's a yeah. There's potential right? possibility for. Th- for those seats to flip a different way. Yes. Plus, in January 2017 was Women's March. Yes. So with Women's March, oh. honey. So the Women's March was this catalyst for women to get to run for office. Yes. You should run for office. Everybody should run for office. If you have a vagina, run for office, whatever. Uh, you know, just do it. Run for office. Right. So she's on that wave of women running for office. This is a huge wave uh, in that in that next midterm yes. election for yes. 2018. So Hill won the Democratic primary election, allowing her to advance to the November 6, 2018 general election where she faced the incumbent, Steve Knight. Hill was the subject of a documentary-style series of episodes that had been airing on HBO's shows uh, Vice, News, Vice News Tonight, and they had um, called her campaign, quote, the most millennial campaign ever. Yes. And it was really great. It's a four, four episodes. I think they're about an hour long each. And shouldn't they do AOC? Um... I thought maybe. I saw one where uh, maybe it was a different. There's a Netflix program. one called something. It's about women who who were running. Oh, in this maybe race. that was the one. She AOC's well. that one. Yeah, 
but this that was one, great just following her and yes, watching that rise yes so the same thing with her they watched her they they documented her campaign through the primary process and and uh, oh my god it's all run by super young people in their early 30s mid 30s uh, it's basically fueled by monster energy drink and like LaCroix <laughs> that's all you see are this LaCroix perfect. you know cans everywhere and they're young they're smart they're energized yeah. and when I say smart I mean like hitting the right doors hitting yeah. you know getting volunteer it's yeah. just the way she, they ran this was unbelievable um I was impressed. I know that watching, watching the the videos. So in the weeks leading up to the midterm election, Hill was endorsed by former president Barack Obama, who also attended a campaign event in Southern California uh, leading up to the election. How exciting. It's that must so have been. exciting. And also, so we knew that going into the midterm, they, we needed to get so many seats in right. the house, in the, in the U S right. house to flip it. Right. So we could stop the, the, the previous two years of what was Trump yes. was doing. And so we needed to flip seats out. So we knew it was asked. She was one of those seats yes. that thought we could win this. She could win the seat and we yes. can flip. Okay. That 2018, it I was I'm, I'm, I, I across, across the country. I just remember our, our dear friend, Gabriella. Yes. Where we, we were so disappointed about how things, certain things that turned out in our state that mm-hmm. we were disappointed about. And she just kept saying, but nationwide, yes. like, oh my God, it's, it's incredible. We have to turn to that. Yes. And, and I Florida always was remember a disappointment. that. Florida was a, was a, there were some good one. things though that happened in Florida. One, one. What do you mean? Flo- you Nikki Freed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. We got you know? one seat in the cabinet. I get yeah. it. But I remember, I will never forget November 6th, 2018, standing outside a window, yes. smoking an entire pack of cigarettes, <laughs> pulling my, I probably have a ball spot where I pulled my hair out watching the election come oh in my god and wanting to jump off a bridge like i was out of my mind yeah i with remember our ra- I, I, florida, actually, yeah, I actually remember where i was yeah and it was, it was crazy it was sad it was sad i don't ever want to go through that again no okay well oh let's god, move on to across the board oh now we've got our new uh, you know and we're all looking forward to november 2020 and look where the fuck we are we are Listen, right now <laughs> but we could still make phone calls oh, we could still send postcards God, find you, thank a God way. There's a positive. Find a way. Thank God there's a positive voice <laughs> on this podcast because we'd just be we'd be pushing people over the edge. Okay, so her positions. Hill stated during her race for office that her top issues were addressing healthcare, rebuilding the middle class with policies that addressed income inequality and affordable housing, and yes. getting big money out of politics. Finally, and she also supported Medicare for all. So Hill supported comprehensive immigration reform while working towards greater funding and security along the southern border to counter primarily illegal drug trafficking and other various crimes. Um, according to an October 2018 article for with Rolling Stone, Hill is a gun owner saying, quote, we have the highest number of law enforcement officials of any district in the country, and we have the second highest number of veterans of any district in the country. On top of that, a quarter of our district is rural, so people do own guns. That's how my husband and I both grew up. 40% of our district owns a gun or lives in a household with a gun, end quote. That's a lot. Yeah. And there, there's that thing of... of- you know, for me, I'm not a gun person, mm-hmm. but this is, you know, it's one of those issues. Yeah, but it's interesting to see. Um, I guess that flexibility that 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 people, we don't have to always align exactly on every single thing. Yeah, and that a candidate, you're never going to find a candidate that is going to be perfect right. on every single issue that you want them to be right. on you know so you have to look at the whole picture yeah and you have to think about where they're from and 
the people, the constituents that they're serving. Yeah. You know, all of that I think is important to yeah. take Isn't in. it more important to flip the seat? Right. Then, then make sure she's on, on board 100% on every issue? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's more important to flip the seat. Yeah. So in the first quarter of 2018, Hill raised over $400,000, bringing her total to $1,092,000 wow. raised. More than 9,800 individual contributions and more than 5,100 individual donors. Wow. And on November 6, 2018, Katie Hill de- defeated Steve Knight by 54 to 46%. Honey. So, Katie. So no recount needed there. No. Um, so, Katie Hill was elected to the 116th Congress, which was the most female and most racially diverse Congress to govern in the history of the yes. United States. That's was humongous. I got that goosebumps. Was the, that was the exciting. It was. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Let's keep that going. Yeah. So Hill and Colorado freshman U.S. Representative John, I'm sorry, Joe Nagusi were chosen as the freshman class representatives for the Democratic Caucus. Representative Hill served on the Committee on Armed Services, the Committee on Oversight and Reform, and the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. She was also in the Congressional LGBT Equality Caucus as a co-chair the Congressional Progressive Caucus, and the New Democrat Coalition Caucus. In October 2019, the political blog Red State published allegations that during her campaign, Hill was involved in an extramarital affair with her campaign finance manager and that she was currently engaged in an affair with one of her congressional office staffers. Mm. Red State also published nude photos of Hill as part of the story. No. Big problem. Huge problem. Yeah. Hill denied the allegation saying that her estranged husband, Kenny Heslip, whom she described as abusive, was doing everything he could to humiliate her and that her political opponents were exploiting a private matter for political gain. So during the campaign... I I can't believe that they can release these photos. I know. Still boggles my mind. So during the campaign, Katie had moved out of their house and then had moved back in just before the end of the campaign for the general um, to kind of keep him under control he was out of his mind and so she kind of was like trying to get through the campaign without him completely blowing up the whole thing right like by by going out to the press or whatever god so according to katie kenny was controlling and abusive he didn't work at all so she was solely supporting the household um and i'm sure that he felt this sense of like this whole thing slipping away as she became more and more um popular in this campaign and look you know leaving every night to go campaign it's a yes. it's a 24-hour day job oh when God. you're in the middle of a campaign it's so crazy. he was very insecure about all of that did and so, he help with the campaign at all was he no someone? i didn't you didn't see him a lot in that vice news thing like wow. she yeah you do see the person that she had the relationship with though okay so um she left him though when she moved to dc she broke up with him uh, or said we're going to and, and now divorce. he's all sour grapes and yes. has decided yes to try to destroy her yes because he's just a horrible vindictive yeah sad sack of a man yeah okay um so she reached out to the speaker of the house nancy pelosi to deny the allegations but the house ethics committee announced on october 23rd 2019 that it would conduct an investigation into the allegation that Hill had an affair with a male staffer, which, if true, would be a violation of House ethics reforms that would were implemented in 2018 in response to the Me Too movement. On that same uh. day, Hill sent an email to constituents in which she admitted to an inappropriate relationship with a campaign staffer before becoming a representative 
hence out of the scope of the congressional investigation, and promised to cooperate with the congressional ethics investigation regarding allegations of wrongdoing as a member of Congress. So basically, Me Too happens, and they put in to effect that if you're in X position, you cannot engage in any relationship, whether consensual or not. With a subordinate. With a subordinate. Yeah. Like it just can't happen. Right. Okay. Um, so the relationship Hill admitted to having was with a 22-year-old subordinate working on her campaign who was just out of college. Um, the other part of this that made it particularly interesting to the media is that the campaign staffer was a woman. So according right. to this Hill, I remember. yeah. So according to Hill, they were involved in a thruple, which is a relationship between three people, right? So right. the husband, Katie, I mean the husband, Kenny Heslip, Katie, and this woman. So okay. the three of them were in a relationship together, right? But the girl is still her subordinate, absolutely on the campaign. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. See, that's yeah. I know. I know. That's I know. That's the I know. part. Yeah, that's the part. So Katie was openly bisexual when she was running. It wasn't, you know, she didn't hide that at all. But the fact that she was married to a man made it more um, palatable to voters. Like they didn't think of her as a bisexual. Right. If she's married to a man. It was like kind of, right? you know what I mean? Um, and it was California, right? It's California. I just, yeah, maybe. I just feel I guess. Like it, it probably wasn't on issue right. compared to if she was in like Wyoming or yes. some other state. Yes. Right. And so when I watched the Vice, I'm not the Vice, when I read an article that she had given an interview after she resigned, um, she talked about how she had always known that she was bisexual. But when he brought this idea up of like getting into this is before she ever ran for office, like in their 20s, right. like when she was working, he had talked about meeting other women and, she, and and maybe bringing another person into the relationship. And she thought, well, this is the only way I'm going to be able to see women is if right. it's with my husband. And, so but, I'm okay but, with and, it. And who cares? I mean, there are many yeah. and they had polyamorous had relationships. And if that's their thing, that's their thing. Yeah. And they had had a relationship with another woman before. Right. So this was nothing that was out right. of their scope of what they, you know. Yeah. So I guess the or, question would be is if she, if he had released photos of an affair with a random woman right versus this staffer would things be the same i don't think so right i don't think so and and even in the in the in the in the interviews she was saying she was surprised that he did this like shocked because she's like i know he doesn't he's pissed at me but like right. i was surprised that he put pictures out of her yeah like you're also throwing her in the situation where I mean, she didn't ask does- for that I don't, th- I, I can't understand that it's legal to leak photos of naked pictures of people. There has to be a law that yeah. you can't do that. Well, I mean, there is, there's an, it's a revenge porn is what it is. So like they, they've talked about this. I think there's, I know her lawyers are fighting this, trying to yeah. get the pictures taken off and everything. And in California where this happened, um, it's one of the only states that has laws against revenge porn. But I think you have to prove that it came from them. And the fact that that this blog, um, but, uh, what's it called again? I'm sorry. Let me but go how back does to this it. Blogger... Red State. They're they're protecting their um, source. They're protecting their source. Yeah, but but can't she sue them saying like that's a violation of that's my what, that's what they're privacy. doing. They're and trying. Still, to, yeah, they haven't been able to do it yet. I I just I I don't think that's that. I agree. I know. So on oh October God, 27th, I know, on October 27th, 2009, Hill announced via Twitter that she would resign from Congress. She wrote, quote, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I believe it is the best 
thing for my constituents and our country. Resigning from office immediately stops the congressional investigation into her affair, into having an affair with an office staffer. So there's two accusations, right? It's the one from the, the campaign and the one that of she's the had other guy. with a guy and her staff, who also is in those Vice News um, uh, shows. He actually worked on the campaign and then went to where he denies having an affair with her. She actually was dating somebody, a, a journal, like a writer yeah. in D.C., was in a relationship with another man. So there was no, you know, she said that that didn't happen. So now she's just so getting, the thing, getting in trouble now for prior to her election. That's what I, but, but the thing, here's hmm. the thing. Yeah. So when, it, so when she says that this investigation, so resigning from office immediately stops the congressional investigation into her having an affair with an office staffer. Why would you leave? So this is like yeah. the red flag for me. Yeah. When there's all these other people that we've talked about who don't leave. Right. Right. And, and she wasn't an elected official. Yes, she was, you know, working on the campaign and had, but I don't know. It's not the same. It's not. And so, but, so, but she's resigning in a way that, that sh- one, she shouldn't have. If she wasn't having a relationship with a staffer. Right. And it's okay. You, if you didn't do this, then let the investigation happen. Yeah. Why are you leaving? Yes. Except I don't think she could handle it. I think there's a lot of things happening. She says it's stress. I'll get, let me get into this yes. because I'm going to tell mean, you the reasons why she says she's I, I would out. be, if it would somehow stop everyone from going online and viewing naked pictures of me and. Right. I, I right. would want probably everything to stop. Exactly. That. Exactly. So there probably That's has true. to be. And if you're saying that she, he was abusive, that she had um, issues of assault and other things earlier, maybe all of this just felt too much, yeah. too much like of an attack that she couldn't handle. Right. I think, I, I think know. those, I think all of those, all of those things are true. So speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi said Hill made quote, some errors in judgment that made her continued service as a member untenable end quote. Uh, please bitch. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. No, no. Okay. This well, woman, listen, listen to me. If she was having something with an office staffer, if that's, if that's that was true, true, I'm with you. Yes. Okay? It's an errand. I but mean, the because fact if that it she, was a guy, we would be like, Oh, look I agree. At him taking advantage of a staffer, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But we don't know if that's true. They both have denied it. Right. There was not an investigation. And, there's no investigation. and so we don't know. But with the fact she's making these ju- errors in judgment, what? Right. Having a relationship as a thruple, right. um, her husband taking nude pictures of her and then putting them out. That's her fault. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, Pelosi? Yeah. What are the errors in judgment? What I is she referring to? That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. Mm. Um, and then Hill has vowed to combat revenge porn as f- after photos of her were leaked. So in her last speech before Congress on October 31st, 2019, Hill said oh. that there was a double standard and misogynistic culture yes. that resulted in her decision to step down from her position when faced with allegations of an improper relationship with a staff member. In the address to Congress, she said, quote, I am leaving because of a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures, capitalized on my sexuality, and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse, this time with the entire country watching. I'm leaving, but we have men who have been credibly accused of intentional acts of sexual violence and remain in boardrooms, on the Supreme Court, and in this very body, and worst of all, in the Oval Office, end quote. Yes. She and closed- she, I mean... Yes. And she closed by saying, quote, as my final act, I voted to move forward with the impeachment of Donald Trump on behalf of the women of the United States of America. Boom. Yeah. She's absolutely right. I mean, and we've talked about men on this podcast who have committed similar deeds of sexual misconduct. Right. Yes. 
that continue to stay in office that refuse to resign, refuse to resign, and, and men who have committed crimes, actually, that refuse to resign. And like you said, the investigation never moved forward, so there is no actual proof that she did break any of those house ethic right. rules as a result of, of Me Too. We don't know. And the other affair happened prior to her being elected. Right. And so it was still, you know... Um, and she acknowledges she still, that was wrong, Yeah, and by she the way. still was in a position of power over this, and it's a young 22-year-old. Yeah. yeah I, I get it. And and so it's not right, but it's, it isn't fair that she has to resign when other people don't. Right. And that it, the fact that they're all, she's right, they're consuming these images of her. She's mm-hmm. being objectified. Yeah. And that no one can take them down, and they're photos of her. Right. Like, who owns the photos? Well, here, let's get into this. Okay, let's get into this. Let's because get into what happened Because someone had to have here. stolen the photos, and if they were stolen property, they should not be permitted to be up. Well, right? we know who had the photos. Of course, the husband. Yeah. So let's get into these so leaks then, of what, how this all came to be, how this whole red, red state blog bullshit, right? So H- Kenny Heslip had filed for divorce in July, and tensions were heightening around the issue of alimony. He told Katie Hill's mother that she better come around because he had enough to, quote, ruin her. Oh, okay. Hmm. According to this, to screen grabs of private Facebook messages sent to Santa Clarita um, news podcaster, Stephen Daniels, Heslip had been shopping around what he called, quote, the whole story, end quote, about Hill very early in the morning of September 27th. Daniels, who had hosted Hill on the show, declined to have Heslip come on. So there's evidence that he's trying to pile these. Yes. These pornographic. Yeah. Or Odin's. tell about about that relationship, right? Yeah, and okay. and he was the one pointing the fingers about a male staffer. He had no proof of anything like that. Oh, so he's jealous. Yes. Okay. So, so that's so that's allegations coming from him. Yes. Oh, please. So, um, Daniels, the podcast host, said, "Quote: I assumed he just wanted to air dirty laundry about the divorce." End quote. So he didn't want anything to do with that. Yeah. So next, Heslip posted on Facebook an accusation about Hill having a sexual relationship with her legislative director Graham Kelly. Here's, and let me say something else real quick, okay, about men. This Heslip was, basically looked like a dog's ass. Okay? <laughs> I can't tell you how ugly. I can't wait to see the photos. Okay? But Graham Kelly, honey, mm. honey. Uh-oh. He's the kind of guy that your husband doesn't want you working with. Right. Okay? My husband doesn't, he doesn't care who I work with. But this guy, so hot. Oh. So I think there was an insecurity there oh. of like, she's going to run off with this guy. He was very cute, but she had a relationship with another person already going yes. on in DC. Why would she be involved? Do you know yes. what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, so she leaves him. Yes. And is in DC doing her thing. Yes. And he wants to make her life miserable. Yeah. But then he was sitting around, no job. Right. Just collecting money from her. Yes. So he's probably not only pissed off, like he's probably pissed off that the money chain. And I don't you know, know the money stopped coming in. Now he's actually got to do some work. Yeah. And now he's peddling these goods to try to get probably money. I bet you he got paid. And imagine the confidence of this woman who is now an elected U.S. Congress person. Yes. Right. And all of the accolades and she gets to be interviewed and pass legislation. Like she's important. Right. Right. But now and she's got to no, deal with. And he's nobody. Know, but imagine that she's in this amazing moment of her life yes. and there's this little thing yes. gnawing that she can't get rid of. Yes. That to me is awful. Like yeah. she probably didn't even 
enjoy so, the moment as fully as she could, knowing that this idiot yes. is is on her and, back and won't let go. And getting to DC, it reminds me of Koya Nutson on yes. a previous episode. Yes. This bitch gets elected and she's like, oh, this is my out. She's shamed. I'm yeah. out. I can get out of this. And the same thing. We got this do for nothing piece of shit husband right right who's now going to try to hang on to our star that's rising and, and, and hold hook her up down. to this guy no yeah. yeah so they both saw that as they're out to get get away get out of the relationship and that's what she did she broke off with him yeah but meanwhile in his back he's, pocket he's the anchor weighing her down and yes. she's trying to to not be tethered yes and he can't take it he can't take it uh, and when you're abusive, like he was, like she's accused him of being, you know, and you're not in control of the situation right. anymore. You know, you get a little squirrely. So, um, oh my God. yeah. So on October 10th, a writer for the conservative blog, Red State published a story based, the story based on Heslop's claim. Local. This is, this is November. This is October 10th. October. So he starts. So, yeah. so September 20 something, he's shopping with the one guy. Yes. And now a couple weeks later, he's found, he's found yes. someone. Yes. It's obvious. Yes. October 10th, a writer for the conservative blog Red State, he publishes this, they publish a story based on Hessop's claim. Local political operatives soon had their hands on information about Hill that they were sharing internally. So Red State is a California state blog. It's a, obviously it's a right wing thing. Um, and they post things about Democratic candidates that are negative. And seven days later, a conservative radio host, Joe Messina, a self-described right wing Bible thumping white guy and, and very important. A former campaign advisor for Steve Knight, who she was running against, wrote on his blog that he'd received over, quote, 700 images, pictures, texts, and notes on the escapades of one Katie Hill, end quote. Oh, my God. 700. 700. Pages. Images, pictures, texts, and notes. 700. Holy cow. So this, this. It's like a dossier. Yeah. It's like this doofus husband just screenshot everything on his phone and sent it. Well, so then, okay. Now. Well. So how long has this been going on? He's building, he's building a file for how long? The whole campaign? Who knows? This is the husband doing this, right? Right. But then think about that. Think about that. She's, he's collecting all of this Mm -hmm. so that this is premeditative. Like, you, you know what I mean? To have 700 files worth of things. Yeah. That means that little by little he's compiling and putting together this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He, he's, he's, he, so that he has the weapon to, to shoot. Right. This is nuts. And who calls themselves a Bible thumping white guy? Like who Douche. in the world thinks that that's something to be proud of? This guy. God. Douchebag. Okay. I hear that. I'm like, ugh. I know. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he'd seen, and then he'd, he also said that he had seen photos of her in quote, sexual situations, end quote, with a f- female campaign staffer. Oh, okay. So you're Mr. Bible thumping guy. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. You consume sexual images and you, and, and well, I guess it goes along with that whole public shaming Puritan, mm. you know, we're going to put you on display and right. that's your punishment right. and, and all of that. I guess it makes sense. Ugh. Or God forbid you're a woman who actually wants to do something for her state <laughs> and you're sexual. Ooh, can't so, have those two things together. Women yeah. can't be sexual, Tina. Right. Well, you have to be the Madonna or the whore. Yeah, still, right? <laughs> that's right. So um, I'm wondering, were they ever able to find any mon- a money trail? 
Did okay, he get no, paid? No, 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 no. No, he did he's this for revenge, willing, He just willingly? Of course. He doesn't have any money. At least should have tried to get some money out of it. No, 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 no. No. Just God, to help the other side. Please. So the next day, Jennifer Van Lair, a writer for Red State, published the first article to include intim- intimate photos of Hill as well as her private text. So here's the weird thing about this woman, Jennifer Van Lair. Very interesting character, this woman. She, um, during the campaign, the general election campaign, the Kavanaugh hearings were happening. Right. And it was a big part of like all these women being, you know, it was a big part of, if you were running for office at that time, you had to have a certain opinion about what was happening with Kavanaugh. And the Me Too was in full swing. And so this Jennifer Van Lair, who was a very clearly, um, worked for Republican candidates, was, was, you know, worked on campaigns for Republican, uh, GOP candidates, uh, that's how Katie Hill knew her. Okay. She had, she had tweeted something saying that she had been harassed, sexually harassed by a GOP candidate when she was working for somebody on the campaign trail right. and was like, this was my story. This is what happened to me. You know, hashtag me too. Right. Yeah. And, um, Katie Hill had retweeted it and was like, we all need to stand together as women, you uh. know, like was supporting her. And then a couple months later, this bitch, Jennifer Van Leer fucking published, publishes wow. naked pictures of Katie Hill. I don't well, so under, far for the I sisterhood don't of it all. Understand because it's all about I, winning. I, it's like winning at I all know, costs or I something. Know. And I don't understand these women. And I and and really just thinking about that, like she came out, and so many women mm-hmm. uh, came out during Me Too, and there were just all of those stories. And I wonder, just on the other side, how many other women like her, right? Uh, uh, on the Republican side, still haven't come out. Right. God forbid. You know, God forbid. Yeah. So um, after that blog came out, the story was then published by the Daily Mail and they put the photos in two. Those are the only two that put those photos up, but Daily Mail is worldwide. Like that's it. It's over after that point. Well, and they're known for, like that's their thing. Yeah. To get pictures like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Katie um, hired... Carrie Goldberg to fight her case and have the private pictures removed. The long battle will likely be long and messy, or the legal battle will likely be long and messy. And so far, the GoFundMe had um, helped cover Hill's fees um, and had raised more than $29,000. In the meantime, the photos remain online. Has she partnered with her former lover to try to get these? Like, is that other woman saying, get these photos down with me as, as well? I mean, I don't she... know. I know that she's out of the picture. You know what I mean? But... I mean, how. This cannot. Yeah. And I would assume like until it goes forward, can't they do some kind of injunction, something to say, okay, until this is resolved, the photos cannot be up. I don't know. I mean, because now everyone's downloading it. I'm sure there's. And I think, you know what, Tina, I think there's also this thing that has to be fought when it comes to revenge porn that, um, you know, it's a, there's it's, this whole thing of like, well, don't take the pictures then. Right. No, but there is a trust. Yes. There is a trust. That's the whole point. And, and you can't exploit that trust because now you're pissed off. Right. Right. No, I hear you. That's such a, uh, I know what male said that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take the pictures then screw you. I can do what I want. I know. And if it's a, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know. My God. So Hill was the first member of Congress to be investigated under the House rule against relationships with staffers approved in February 2018. She's also the first female member to resign amid allegations of her own misconduct. But since the beginning of the Me Too movement in October 2017, four men in Congress, including Representatives John Conyers, Trent Franks, and Pat Meehan, 
as well as Senator Al Franken resigned after admitting to or being accused oh, of various transgressions. Franken. I know. In November, uh, in November, the, two, the Ethics Committee announced a second probe under its new rule, this time into an alleged longtime relationship between Florida Congressman Alcee Hastings and a congressional aide oh. who he'd reportedly... <laughs> <laughs> whom he'd reportedly paid more than his chief of staff for a decade. Mm. Not touching that with a 10-foot pole. No. So Katie Hill has started a pack. It's called Her Time, and it pledges to help women running for office. And she also has a memoir coming out in August of 2020. So during, here's another side thing that happened after the, after she resigned. Okay. During her primary campaign, she was running against three other Democrats. All three of the candidates had their web websites hacked and shut down for a, a period of time. All of them except Katie. Okay? Uh-oh. So in February 2020, after an FBI investigation into the hacking, Arthur Dam was arrested. Quote, Dam was found to be connected to the cyber attacks through subscriber information, IP addresses, geolocation history, and open sources, including through his employer and his wife who worked for one of the victim's opponents, end quote. His uh -oh. wife is Kelsey O'Hara, Katie Hill's fundraiser uh -oh. during the campaign and her district director after she was in office. Mm -hmm. Katie Hill has denied knowing anything about Arthur Dam doing this and did not ask him to do it, according to her. Very weird. That's very weird. Yeah. That's a little too close for comfort. Yeah. And she also said in one of these articles, I don't understand. What the, like, she's like, first of all, I, know, I don't know anything about it. And second of all. Why would, who cares if someone's website is shut down, right? No. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, no. we tried how hard it is to get someone to even go to the website. Like, yes. let's say they go to make a donation and it's not working. They're not going back a second time. They're not time. going back. They're not going to go sign up they're or go not, volunteer. It's no. over. So you They're really, going to be like, this is what, what kind of campaign is this? Yeah. Their website doesn't even yeah. work. I know. So then that brings up the investigation that yeah. maybe there's all of these little things that yeah. they didn't want exposed. So she says she steps down and ends that ethics investigation because a lot of her um, house rep, you know, fellow house reps were being asked about this as they were going into work every day. Mm. And she wanted to spare them of having to say something because no. they're all going to be up for re-election. No, there and might be something else. There might be something, something else. Something, it's a very red flag for me. Yeah. Um, also because, and also because she didn't want her staff to be dragged through the mud. But like, here's the thing. When you work on these campaigns like yeah, this, you're trying, like that guy, Graham Kelly, he probably dreamed of working in Congress his yeah. whole life. And he, you know, hitched his star to this girl, this woman to yeah. get there. And he finally gets there. And within like a year, they're it's, out. It's out. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine? Awful. So he, she didn't want to drag them through. But again, it's a red flag for me because if you watch this Vice News series about her, she's a fighter. Okay. Yeah. And to think that now we know in the background of all of this, she is living with a cruel monster, right? And all these alleged things that she she thinks she said about him as abusive and et cetera. And the girl who she's having this thruple with is with yeah. her the entire time. Like they're together. She's in the vice yeah. news thing. Um, that was like her saving grace is having this person, this relationship, just knowing all this is going on. This girl is strong. She has strength. Yeah. And the fact that she just threw it in and was like, I'm out. It mm. makes me really sad. She talked about being suicidal when that was all going oh on my, before she resigned. Yeah. Like she was, it, I, it I threw her off yeah. for sure. I, I can't imagine, you know, and like I said, that she is probably where everyone is thinking, oh my God, she's probably in, in celebrating this. And it's so amazing that all of this other stuff is weighing her down. And yes. then it exploded. Yes. How horrible. It's horrible. 
it's horrible because running for office is so hard. It's so hard to have to talk about yourself and sell yourself and be there. And, and, and I can imagine and, too, like the disappointment to all the people who yes, were with her, who like, voted for her, who voted for her, but all the people that worked and knocked volunteered. Doors and, yes. Yeah, you know, it's disappointing. It's very disappointing. Oh, oh God. my God. I know. So a special election was set to replace for someone to replace her in the seat. Um, after a special election on March 3rd, 2020, Christy Smith, who's a Democrat, and Mike Garcia, a Republican, are both going to run in a special general election that is supposed to happen on March 12th, 2020. Um, well, I don't know if that's going to happen right now because we're in the middle of, of COVID. And we're nightmare. April. It's supposed to happen in May. Yeah. So we don't oh, know. Oh, May. I thought you May. said March. I'm sorry. No, no, no. March was the, like the primary part. Oh, okay. And then that was March 3rd. So now May, May 12th is supposed to be who's going to replace oh, her. Goodness. So Christy Smith is also, um, the Democrat is also featured in this vice news. She's a California rep, uh, on the local level. And so she kind of ran side, side by side with Katie Hill. Yes. And so you kind of know who she is and Katie Hill has thrown her support oh, behind her. Also, I hope, she um, wins. I hope she does too. And Steve Knight did try to win the Republican, um, primary and, <laughs> and he, he lost. He got like third place. Goodbye. Yes. So that is the story of representative Katie Hill of wow. California. That's it's I know it's, it's a lot. Crazy, it's it crazy. Is. But I'm glad to hear that she's doing other stuff now. Yes, keeping herself busy. Yeah, I know. And what it was her time. Her time. Yeah, yeah. it's a pack. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Yes. All right. What up, Mucksters? This is Ryan Chuck Miller with a public service announcement for you. These two ladies are just the best, right? I'm a fan too. But check it out, news watchers. I can't be the only one sick of political bias in our news, right? And on top of that, it's just boring as fuck. So once we all go back to work and you find yourself with some extra time in your commute, check out the Salt Podcast, where we take objective, in-depth views on the news and, of course, shit on everything. I'm going to give you the most in-depth stuff I can find on the biggest stories every week, plus lots of uncalled-for satire. So tune in, and don't just take your news with a grain of salt. Take it with the salt. See you there, Salty Winches. This is Ryan Chuck Miller signing off. All right, today I'm going to tell you the story of former United States House Representative from New York, Anthony Weiner. Oh my what? God. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Tina, stop. I know. So we always end up being <laughs> oh very similar. We yeah. always have a similar vein going with our story somehow. You know? Oh my God. I'm so fucking excited. It's indiscretion. All oh, right. Let's so, do it. Let's oh, do it. Anthony Weiner. I mean, yes. AKA Carlos Danger. <laughs> Carlos Danger. <laughs> I forgot about Carlos Danger. Carlos Danger. Oh. Okay. So who? Like the creepiest superhero ever. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would no. just be him with his bulge and like the underwear. <laughs> his dick hanging out. And you know, his hands yeah. on his hips. <laughs> oh and and nothing else but like the cape tied around his neck. You know, yeah. no other clothing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It's a good superhero. Oh my god. I'd watch that movie. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so Anthony Weiner served as congressman for New York's 9th district from 1999 until uh, 2011. So he was known for his competitiveness and his candor. And he challenged uh, political opponents, called out shady behaviors and actions regularly. So, um, but 
when Wiener accidentally posts an inappropriate selfie to Twitter, he revealed parts of himself that no one wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see pictures no of this dude. No one wants to see that. Listen, ladies Ugh. don't want to see your dick. Yes. No. No. Ugh. I mean, it was it was packed up in some underwear. Yeah. But still, <laughs> no one wants to see that. No. So our story takes place in Brooklyn, New York. And his area, the district is pretty diverse. Various ethnic uh, groups are represented. And the district, redistricting has changed the area a little bit over the years. And, um, but he does kind of turn to this idea of Brooklyn and I'm from Brooklyn. And that's why I talk and act the way I do as an excuse for certain behaviors, like Mm -hmm. throughout the years of his uh, politics. So um, I wanted to make sure I noted that. Brooklyn Peace. Yeah. So in 2011, like I said, he he posts that picture to Twitter, but it was on accident. So what he meant to do was he meant to DM someone and instead he posts a link to a picture and it's basically it's interaction inside underwear and it goes to the, the public and that's where like Wienergate explodes, right? It's headline Holy news. Shit. And I want to give you a bit of background before I go into... The details of sort of those sexual sex, those sex. Yeah. Sexting. Sexting. Yes. So he began his political career in 1991 when he won a seat on the New York City Council. And he was the youngest person ever at 27 to earn Mm. that particular seat. And then I wanted to give a little bit of background into how he won the seat that kind of offers a little bit of insight into... The kind of guy that Wiener is. I, like you and many others, probably remember Wiener as, you know, really loud on the house floor, yes. sort of raging. Like yes. that was his thing. I remember. Passion. My, yes. Like I just remember even my husband and I would watch and just be like, yeah. oh my God, this guy is yes. just on fire all the time. Oh, well, he was, and, he just couldn't believe the things people would do. And he yes, would, and he, he would, would flip sh- out. He would. And it was, it, listen. And it was funny. <laughs> I loved it. And I loved it. Yes. I loved it. Yes. And. But that's really all I knew about him. I yes. only knew him in that role. I right. did not know him outside of that. I didn't know anything about his political career prior to that. You know, I'm not living in New York, so yeah. I don't know. Right, right, right. So um, when I was doing my research, I learned that he won that first seat in the New York City Council through race baiting, mm. which I thought was really just horrible and just as if it's actually, I think, worse than sending yeah. pictures of his penis out like yeah. it's a terrible oh, no, no, terrible no. strategy a terrible way to try to win an election and it really to me shows like what a, a jerk of a guy he is yeah and so he used the crown heights riot of 1991 in the final days of his campaign to win the primary so he was up against another democrat for the seat and to win that primary you know to move forward in the mm-hmm. election he needed to win the primary and so he had um, anonymously uh, printed pamphlets that were distributed throughout the neighborhood that tied his opponent, who was a Democrat, <gasps> this woman, Adele Cohen, to Jesse Jackson and then Mayor David Dinkins, both of whom at this time were seen as siding with the predominantly black rioters. And this sort of faulty logic fell into place where um, the way the pamphlets suggested that if 
um, she is siding with Jesse Jackson and Mayor David Dinkus, and they're siding with the black rioters, then all of that means that they are um, willing to put white people at risk. And Mm. this, you know, that's kind of how he packaged it. And he miss, he kind of took things out of context to, to support that he put, like quotes from an article, but capitalized everything and made it seem. Wow. He, he drove the opinion of people through the way that he put that text on the pamphlet and like presented it. Wow. What a piece and of shit. He's, yeah, he's inciting fear in voters to try to win. And it's like, win on your own merits. Like, why it are seems, you going to do this dangerous, dirty trick? Um, but it seems like the oldest, the oldest trick in the book too. Yeah. You know, it's just gross. And yeah. it's, it's so d- disgusting. And so things are never that simple. Like there was this riot, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like this is this riot's happening because, you know, people are angry for no reason. People are angry for no reason or that, you know, people want to attack white people. Like, right. That that's not right. what it was about at all. OK. Um, the crown. And this is a very, very, very brief overview um, of of the the riots. But essentially there were racial tensions between blacks and Jews in that area. And um, a young Jewish man, a Yosef Lipsk, was driving in a motorcade procession um, and he was for a rabbi. Mm-hmm. And so, you know how like in those processions, like usually you can go through traffic lights or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. Like, because you're following along. And he kind of fell a little bit behind. Okay. And so there's conflicting accounts, but he basically either went through a red light Mm. or a yellow light. So again, like there's no clear indication of like what that was. Okay. Um, but when he did that, he hit a car and then veered off and he hit a stone pillar and the stone pillar fell and pinned two young black children, seven years old oh, no. by this pillar. And one of them was crushed and died. Oh, and the, shit. Yes, horrible. And the other one was um, severely injured, which is oh, no. horrible. Beyond horrible. No, I, no, I can't no. even imagine anyone having to witness this thing happening. Um, but the thing that people got upset about was the way that the accident was handled, that allegedly um, a, a Jewish ambulance company comes on the scene and rumors start going around that the company treated Yosef rather than the Ooh. driver, rather than the injured children. Come this on. Is, so this is would rile anybody up, right? That there are kids that are hurt. Like that's where the attention should be. Yes, of course. And again, this is, you know, the reports that I read say that there was rumors, right? That this is what people were saying, but there was already tension within this community because there was already feelings that Jews, Jews in the area um, were receiving preferential treatment from police Mm. and in government resources. And that was the perceptive perception from members of the black community in the area. So there's already this tension this horrific accident happens. Um, people see um, or seem to believe that the Yosef is getting more attention than the children. And mm. that just sets it, it of all of this kind of boils. It, it lights that fuse. Yes. And so the riots end up lasting three days. Um, a young Jewish university student was murdered. Oh, uh, my God. Jewish homes were targeted. And they targeted them. And, and I'm going to forget the name. You know, the little icon. Oh, uh, the... Mezuzah? Yes, 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 um, yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. Outside the door. And so that's how um, some homes were targeted in that way. Many Jews were injured. And the whole thing is it's terrible, right? Um, this whole thing happens. And ultimately, 
the relationship between um, the black and the Jewish communities of Crown Heights remained tense over time. Um, but, you know, as more and more time passed, both sides agreed that the city's response overall was completely inadequate Ooh. and they didn't, they didn't help. Yeah. Okay. And so um, they have since made several, several attempts to cooperate. And again, so this event has happened and rather than as, as a, a politician trying to help or heal or do something with those communities on the last days of your campaign, instead you're going to manipulate mm-hmm. this horrible, tragic situation on both sides mm. for your own, to try to win a seat. It, it's, it's so gross. Well, I mean, we've seen grosser things happen oh for my politics. God. But yeah, you're right. It's you know, not. It I kind mean, of goes, like you're saying, it it's goes like to so character. Tra- it's so trashy. It is. It's so low. Yeah. So to me, I like, I read that and I'm like, oh, I hate this guy. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's just weird because I remember being like, this guy is so great. Like, he's, he's wild and crazy. And, it, and, and when I started researching more, it was like, well, you know, we saw this. Mm hmm. As like, oh, look at that funny moment. This guy's crazy. But that rage, that anger, all of that was like in his private life, how he worked mm. with people. And oh. we didn't, you know, we don't see that. Yeah. Right. So he held that seat that he, he ended up winning the primary and then he ends up winning the seat and he holds it for seven years mm. through 1998. And then he gets elected, uh, moves on to his congressional right. seat. And, you know, we know that he leans left, pro-choice, supports a public help. A health option rallied against uh, Republicans who wanted to vote against 9-11, uh, that 9-11 uh, Health and Compensation Act. You know, that's the thing, too. Like, I remember when that was going on, like these first responders, you know, years later, all of the health oh, God. problems what that they suffered from. Yeah. And and who is it? It's John Stewart. I mean, yes. like, he's such a proponent, like guy that yes. would go in and fight for these men. Still. Like, still. Within, within the last year was back up there saying yes. why the fuck they still what, would not renew it. And he had to fight Oh, with my them. God. They finally got it passed where it's lifetime coverage. Yes. But they and, had and, to fight and these years are men. for that. And, and, and for the Republican party who are the party of, of we're, we support the police and mm-hmm. we're pro military, like mm-hmm. such garbage that they would turn their backs yeah. on these men who suffer yeah men and women who, who were first responders and firefighters. So, um, Oof. I remember that. I remember Wiener like flipping out about that. Like I remember those kind of moments, which were good, but yes, you know, um, in 2008, um, when I was doing, and this is again, prior to Wienergate, there was a New York Times article by uh, a Chen that comes out that talks about how at the time he was one of the worst people to work for. And he had more turnover than any other representative because wow. that's how bad he was Whoa. and like how nasty he was. And he cursed out, he would curse out people who worked for him. <laughs> um, he would kick furniture, bang on desks throw telephones oh god Um, and again another little clue in the article he claimed that he pushed his interns hard right (laughs) but this isn't pushing people like throwing furniture (laughs) banging on that like it's it's tantrums it's being belligerent it's acting spoiled it's crazy and so that craziness that we witnessed imagine like you're in the office and like he's he's having those kind of moments outbursts on you like it's one thing to be a showman. Right. But then to learn like, well, mate, this is how he is 
all of the time. Like, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be like, get away from me, like (laughs) settle down. I don't know. Oh my God. So he said, um, quote, when you grow up in Brooklyn, you know, sometimes arguing is the sport. Very often people say things to me on the phone that frustrate me. I sometimes hang up phones with an excess amount of enthusiasm after a call hasn't gone my way. Hmm. So again, like he's going to use his own New York, I'm Brooklyn. It's that, you know, and I mean, I get it, but n- not really. No, I mean, I have a hell of a temper, but I'm not, yes. I've never, I'm not from Brooklyn. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know and, I mean? and you have to know, like, there's a difference when you're at work. Yeah. And when you're home. Yeah. And, you know, you got to wear your different hats. And if you can't rein it in, like, this is showing that he lacks, um, an ability of, of self-control. He oh, doesn't yeah. have self-control. That Tina is this, the number one thing with this guy. Yes. It's the number one thing is the lack of self-control. Yes. And these little bursts of anger yeah. show that he, he can't, yeah. he can't, can't settle down. Ugh. And then one of his former staff members at David Graff had this to say, I was given fair warning in my interviews that Anthony is very difficult to work for. And I was told all the horror stories, the telephone throwing, etc. But in the end, I decided I could deal with that. I do hope that he's able to work on his temper and get that under control. <laughs> he's really talented, and it was really an honor to have the oppor- opportunity to work for him. I'm rooting for him for mayor. Wow. So, uh, this guy, at the time, um, was no longer working for Anthony Weiner, but right. had said this about him. So I was told the horror stories, you know. But again, this guy ended up moving on to... Uh, he kind of moved up in, in the political world and his work with the democratic party. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people want those stepping stones. So he of was course. willing, like, I, I well, guess I'll course. just take it. You yes. Know? And of so, course. and then he probably then knows like these guys want to move in, like, you know, so, and he doesn't care because he knows that, that people want this job. Right. And he's going to do what he wants. Wow. So, and then, so that sounds was, like a lot of fun. I know. All God, <laughs> hate it. So that's in 2008 that article. But in 2011, that's when he sends the text. So this is a few years later. Mm. So he spends a couple of a day, a days deny. Yes. Right. Deny, okay, deny, so deny, deny. Those deny, are my deny. favorite things when yes. these things happen. I was hacked, right? Yes. Like, that was I, <laughs> somebody hacked my Twitter. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, I love it. Tina's yes. my favorite thing. I know. He's like, yeah, no, someone hacked me. I swear. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And had a picture of me. Yes. And my penis and yes. my underwear. Right. Well, but he could claim it wasn't him, right? Oh, please. I know. So according to a feature by a Jonathan Van Meter in uh, the New York Times, his wife, Huma, mm. said that he confessed to her and that she encouraged him to admit it. So he's been denying to the press. And then they are, you know, still early in their marriage. She's <sighs> pregnant. God, honey, and this he, tragedy with this woman, I swear. I know. She went through the fucking ringer with oh this guy. Oh, my God. And I with mean, the, oh, God, uh, forget it. Yeah. What a nightmare. Can you, uh, she must, she has to hate him. Well, listen. I mean, and he's the father of her. Oh, God. I, the thing is this, is that. They have to deal with each other for eternity she's like on Earth. brilliant, stunning. Oh, my God. Po- politically um so smart brilliant you oh know like just what a wonderful mind in this woman hard worker yes and they stand next to each other and it's it's i know it's it's mind-boggling I he's know. like a troll and she's just stunning yes i mean she must have been taken in by his charisma something well, i don't honey, know because listen that face tina <laughs> but a but a face yeah 
What do you the, the wreck up from the neck up? Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's why I think he did these things because mm. he's so he, he's not you know. And I I can say these things because I'm a former beauty queen, you know. <laughs> but I think that he was just so insecure with his looks, but his body was fucking amazing, yeah. right? And he had this beautiful body, but his face, honey, maybe no. it was maybe it was a little BDA. What's that? Big dick energy. <gasps> maybe it was big, some of that. Big dick and we talk about this all I the know. time. Maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe it was maybe big it was dick that. energy. Maybe it's just I got you know. Yeah, I got this thing. I, I, I really feel like this man was turned down a lot in his life. He got older, you know, got into the gym. His body was insane, but he still yeah. had that face. So he had to show it off. Like I feel like he really couldn't maybe, control himself. Maybe, maybe he needed attention in that way. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. So he admits her, to her that he's been DMing and sending pics to several women over the length oh of their relationship. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she forgives him. Of course. I Listen, if my husband I came know. to me going, I hear you. honey, listen, I've been DMing all these women. I've been sending. I would say, get out. I would take the phone. Well, I'd break it in half no. over his head. And I'd, I'd be, get out. Okay, I'd be different. I would say, well, I'd laugh a lot, and then I would go, let me see. What would you do? I want to read everything. Like, I'd want to see No, everything. I would have to take it out. I, I wouldn't have time for it. Yeah. Especially if it was, like, he was sending unsolicited to women. I, oh, no, I that's would, stupid. That's I would just, just say, get oh, I I would be so mortified and embarrassed that I was married to him. Oh, my God. But even think ugh. about, like, how hard Anthony Weiner had to work to get someone on the hook you got to hook that fish first right yes and so first you got to send out all this you got to try to get who would be open to having this kind of conversation with me right i mean that must have taken a long time how many people did he go through yes. before he finally got one that was who like time would start this? sexting with him he's no. a listen you should be doing your politics work please <laughs> but i think she really forgave him and like when moved on because yes. she worked in politics you know she worked with hillary clinton for so yes. long and i think that she knew for his professional life, we had I to. Would, she had I to would stand not by care him. about his professional life. I'd be I like, think it's a different world than, than what we're was, used to. I know, unless for her own career too. Same, yes. You know? It's the whole thing: the marriage, uh, the baby on the way, yes. professional life. I got to stand by this fucking moron now. Uh, Thanks, Lord, for setting me up <laughs> the rest of my life with this stupid idiot. So uh, and his big dick oh my energy, God. his BDE. <laughs> so the article goes on to talk about how they dealt with the issue. And of course, you know, oh, we went in therapy and we worked through it and oh, all Lord. the usual things. Mm. But the article also notes that this was um, heading into Wiener's relaunch into politics and they're testing the waters with voters to see if they would support his candidacy. Oh, my God. So ridiculous and um and, and keep saying wiener okay yeah wiener <laughs> so they um they had done polling and 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 people were open to him running for office again because people probably did remember um you know that that he sent this picture and the picture came out and that he resigned and all of that but um they probably remember him for his antics on the floor you know I don't know. Like, well, listen, you spin going, it well, anyway. Yeah. You do those those focus groups. You spin it any way that you can that will make it. Because get first approval. of all, he's running as a Democrat. We, they yeah. forgive basically everything. Number two, you give it time and people will forget. And they're going to yes. still reelect you. So you do all of those things. Plus you have this wife standing by him. You got yes. the baby. Now they got the cute baby. Uh, they'll run for this, this, this mayoral campaign. It's a focus. And he's known. And he's known. He's known. And York, also you know? they did a documentary. I think it's called Wiener. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And it's all about this. 
this and it's like something else starts to happen and it's like everything falls apart. He's just such an idiot. He's an idiot. Okay. And so um, to go along with that, one of the lines from the article that stood out to me is where he says, no one deserved to have a dope like me do that less than she did. And again, it's this language, right? Oh, I was just a dope. Silly me. Right. You know, meanwhile, you've, you've broken the trust of your marriage. You've caused an issue that made you resign. You know, I I mean, yes, you were maybe a horrible boss and all those other other things, but you were this strong voice on the floor. Yeah. You know, and now like you're, you're jeopardizing (laughs) all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with you. And you're brushing it off. Like I was just a dope, silly me, you know, being playfully stupid. Right. I didn't have common sense. Like whatever. It just pisses me off. Like I get it. Like you and it's so it, but... it's such a man thing yeah. to be able to excuse bad behavior away that way. Yeah. Right. Like Katie Hill didn't get that opportunity. No, she didn't get to go. Oops. I shouldn't have slept with the woman who was working for me. Like yeah. she didn't get to do that. No. You Although know, she and could it... have. I mean, I hate I, I just again, I hate I to go back to that. But like, what the hell? Same thing with this guy. You know, yeah. he can excuse it away and be like, oh, poor Anthony Weiner. He was just, you know, being no. a dope. Yeah, yeah he's, he's cool. shifting lewd, brazen acts into something inconsequential. To get more power, by the way. Yes. Saying all of these things, yes. sitting and, next to his wife while she's gritting her fucking teeth at this uh, dummy and doing all of this so he can attain more power and be the mayor right. of New York City, which right. is one of the most powerful positions in the United yes. States. Yes. You know, it's huge. Yeah. So... The article also notes that it was a sex scandal without any sex and that it was stupid. So even the article is yeah. spinning it, right? Of course. And so, you know, yeah, you know, we know that he resigned from it because, because, you know, the tweet came out and then all these other photos began to get oh leaked. And there was an ex porn star, a Ginger <laughs> Lee. She leaked a ton of emails to TMZ. And so, oh my God. Um, you know, and but because like everyone else we cover, he's this egomaniac and he wants to run for mayor. He wants yeah. to come back in. And so this big New York Times piece came out about them and brushing off this mistake and, you know, sort of sweeping by the resignation. And the other thing, though, is that from 2011 until this run for New York City mayor in 2013, this there's this two-year period where yeah. he's supposedly getting therapy. His mm. wife's had the baby. They're working on their marriage. La, 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 la. He has still been texting, <gasps> sexting women. Right. Right. For right. two years. <laughs> Some therapy. Under the a- alias, right, of Carlos Danger. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be getting your family in order. You got... Busted once. All of those photos leaked. The porn star came out. Everyone knew yeah. your business and saw your junk. No. You're still texting and then you want to come back out and run for something else. Like you didn't learn your lesson. There's no humility. No. There's nothing. And it's that no control. He has right. no control over what he's doing in his life. No. And that's he's the kind of person he thinks should be elected into yes. office. He has no self-reflection enough to go, I am not in no way no. healthy enough. To have this position. And here's the thing. You can't expect an elected official to be perfect. They're humans. They make mistakes. I get it. Right. This guy is so out of control. Right. It's impossible. And meanwhile, when he um, left office after that resignation, he immediately starts a company where he was lobbying Congress. Mm. And But there was a loophole. So he didn't meet 
the official designation of a lobbyist, but he could still kind of lobby. Mm. And he made a ton of money, over $400,000. So why not keep doing that, right? That's slimy, shady work right up your alley. Keep (sighs) doing it. But instead, he's got to jump back into the spotlight. He just wants all, he wants the spotlight on him. Right. Right. So, um, it starts to get revealed during the campaign that he's sexting again. And like the the allegations start to come out. And so he's got to make, he's got to address the new texts. And so he says, some, some things are true. Some things are not basically New Yorkers know the story. I did it. (gasps) I did it with multiple people. (laughs) These things were wrong and inappropriate. And I never should have been as dishonest about it. They played out in the most public and embarrassing way possible. And that's it. And then he admits that there are 10 other women since his 2011 resignation that he's been sexting with. Oh, my God. Yes. So then his campaign manager is like, see ya. Oh, good. He's out. Bye. Um, but does Wiener drop out? No. No. <laughs> he keeps going. And thankfully, he lost. Right? Imagine if he would have won. So. Well, my one of my favorite things about this time was... Um, uh, Howard Stern show. I'm a huge Howard Stern yes. show fan. And um, Benji on the show would go to these press conferences and yell things at Anthony. Yes. Because, it, listen, and it, as much as I'm like, I, I can't stand this kind of goofiness, the same thing is like, no, scream at him and ask him how yes. big his cock is. Because yes. like, at this point, he's as ridiculous as that question. Right. You know what I mean? They should like, have asked him about his balls. Yeah. Because like, he's got big ones. Exactly. Because it's like, <laughs> why don't treat, he has no reason to be treated with respect. He's no. trying to, to be elected in a, in a, in a, in a, a position. Right. That is so powerful. Has the nerve right. to stand up there and do that. Are you out of your fucking yeah. mind? He's, you oh, know? whoops. Did it. I did it again. Yep. No, honey. Get the yeah. fuck. Move. Get out. Move. Get out. Move. You have a problem. Yes. You have a major problem. So all of that happens. He loses that campaign. And, you know, you would think he sailed off into the sunset. But in oh. 2016, <sighs> and this is where, this is where, um, mm. Yes. The FBI gets involved mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about where all of that goes. But um, he's still been sexting women and the FBI starts to uh, probe into allegations that he's sending texts to an underage girl. Oh, yeah. And this okay. is really where mm-hmm. he ends up, you know, um, going to jail. Right. So he has moved from just sexting and having these. Um, online relationships with women to to soliciting, you know, acts from from an underage girl. Right. I mean, so he is just off the deep end and just more. He, he just it's just more and more disgusting as we go through mm-hmm. um, his actions. So the Daily Mail, which is a British tabloid, yeah. published the 15 year old's story. Um, well, wait, Daily Mail, didn't they also yes, publish that's uh, right. Hill's pictures? Yes, right. So this yes. is their thing. So, um, published the 15 year old story and she claimed to be exchanging texts with him and that he knew she was underage Oh shit! and the text included explicit images of himself and language directing her to engage in sexual conduct. Oh my so, God. Via Skype and Snapchat, he's like, why don't you strip? Why don't you touch yourself? Holy and things shit. like that. Yes. 15? 15. Oh, this guy's such an ass. He's so disgusting. Creep. Beyond. Oy. And so the FBI takes his laptop, his tablet, all of that, and I'll get into the aftermath regarding the computer. Mm. 
Because I swear, God, Anthony Weiner, like, yeah. you know, look took, at what you took, have done. Took down the country. God damn it. Took us down. So the charges. Um, one man's, one one man's <laughs> not, the ability to not control himself. Yes. Has handed over the White House. To right? someone who can't control himself. Right. I mean, I think we it's like they're in a relay that. race. Yeah, I feel like the torch to the next one. I feel like the 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 the, the un, not having control as a white man has single handedly destroyed this country. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So one count of transferring obscene material to a minor, and that's of course via electronic means, mm-hmm. and he gets sentenced to twenty one months in prison. After his jail time, he had to register as a level one sex offender for at least 20 years. Wow. He has to verify his address annually and let the state know if he moves. Um, And every three years, he has to walk into the police station (laughs) and update his photo for the sexual predator file. Can you imagine (laughs) Anthony Weiner every three years? Here I am. I got to take my picture. And they must just be like, ugh. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, like, how many people on that registry that they have to take their picture. Yeah. It's probably on the daily. It's so disgusting. Ugh. Like who has that job? Sounds well, listen, awful. They're not, none of those guys Ugh. are any better than him. Ugh. He's all, not, a, he's not any better than them. You know no, what I mean? These other guys get all their pictures trash. taken. Yeah. Ugh. So when he um, was sentenced, he said, I stand before you because I victimized a young person who deserved better. Your honor. I'm not asking that you trust my recovery is real. I ask you for the opportunity to prove that it's real. And so, eh, you know, I, it's just words. Yeah. So some points of um, interest. Um, going back to that sort of the dirty trick of the race baiting that he did mm. early on in his career, if he would have done something like that on a federal campaign, it would have been considered illegal because campaign flyers and mailers have to disclose their sources. And on this anonymous pamphlet, like they didn't do that. Wow. Um, so I don't know if the law has changed in that state regarding that. I couldn't find anything. I tried to research it. But, um, you know, so clearly it's a shady uh, way to um, provide misinformation to the public. Um, he is a hypocrite in other ways. So he had unpaid parking tickets for four years, beginning in 2007, that totaled over $2,000. But the year prior, according to the New York Times in 2006, um, he had gone after foreign diplomats who owed the city millions of dollars in parking tickets <laughs> and like ranted and like fought. And in uh, there was a roll call, call article that went out highlighting like, he hasn't paid these parking tickets, oh and so then God. he pays the tickets. <laughs> Such an asshole. Um, He's so stupid. I know. <laughs> so during the campaign, or not during the campaign, I'm sorry, during the trial, his lawyers tried to blame the 15-year-old, saying that she wanted to impact <gasps> the elections. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you believe that? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, that was their strategy. Like, And by the way, they had to r- run that past him. Yes. So don't act like he doesn't fucking know. Oh, please. What a piece of shit. He's such garbage. Predator. Predator. And there was a Vanity Fair article where they asked different like psychotherapists about Wiener's behavior. And they had him watch. They had them watch that documentary Wiener. Yeah. Say, what what do you think? What is wrong with this guy? Like what has made him do what Mm. he's done? And most of them said he lacked impulse control, which we talked about. Yeah. And. You know, uh, for a politician, you want a politician to have impulse control, right? Especially as people move higher and higher up the ranks that are going to make decisions 
that have to do with, you know, potential war or other things. Like you need, you can't have someone who is impulsive. Mm. Um, they talked about the risks that he took without regard to his family or the consequences to his career. So it was a really interesting article um, where some thought that he was a sex addict and others mm-hmm. said, no, this is more like that the, there's an inability in his brain to control yeah. basic impulses that most people have. Yes. So it was just interesting. That. I mean, they had, they didn't study him or talk to him or anything. They're basing it on this documentary, but it was just interesting to get the perspective from um, a psychologist and a psychiatrist. And um, I think there was like a family therapist, something, you know, these three different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to end of course with the emails. Yes. <laughs> I know. So the FBI, um, you know, take all of his stuff and they find some emails that they didn't discover in the first Hillary Clinton email probe. Um, of her use of a private server. And so Comey <laughs> goes public in October 2016. This is, you know, right before the November 2016 election. Yeah. And makes makes it this known, hey, we found these other emails, la, 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 la. And, and of course, that's it. Like that becomes... I know, but you know, again... This huge story. It, it sh- Listen, the email server was the dumbest thing ever, though. I know. Tina. I mean, how it, did this woman who was Secretary of State not know that she shouldn't have a private email server? How fucking dumb. You just handed them you know, bullshit, can I just Come on. Can I just say, though, um, oh, I don't want to get accused of ageism. No, fuck but, that. But, fuck it. No. But, you know. You have nobody it, around you. You have no one around. Yeah, you who need some training. You? Can we who train some of old? these older candidates how to use email and oh please Google girl. Forms? We got our own problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying so. How does yes. somebody not? How first? How does she not know? Yeah. Okay, fine. Again, I had to explain to my mother why the email server was a problem. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but the people around you can't tell you that yeah. you need to have well, your, unless a protected not, secure email server. Unless she's in her room doing work at night on her laptop. It's it's shady, you know. And should it have been a national thing? Maybe not, but it gives you enough ammunition to people yes. that that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, what are you doing? Why dumb. is it there? Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Dumb. Transparency. Yes. Come on. Yes. So he goes public in October and um, they realized that, that Wiener's wife uh, had backed up her phone and that's how those emails ended up on the laptop. And I'm imagining that it maybe was... Um, I'm just imagining Apple because I use all Apple products. I'm one of those people. Sorry. And um, when you back up everything, like with your cloud, everything goes everywhere. It's, you know, if I take a picture on my phone, it's on my laptop. It's on my tablet. Like it's everything is always connected all of the time. Right. And so it might've been one of those things that happened. Um, And some were forwarded emails that she needed to print, which makes sense. Like, you know, an email got sent and then it got forwarded and I got to print it out and I'm at home or, you know, I mean, I can, it's, I I feel like it's, you know, uh, understandable that they would be there. And then two days before the election, (laughs) he's like, yeah, there's nothing new there. It's fine. But by then it's, it's too late. Right. It's too little, too late. Hillary Clinton has suggested in interviews that she blames Comey's actions for her loss in 2016. I don't know. I I, I think that she, I I think that her reputation was not strong enough to win. 
There was enough. They, oh, there was so much hatred for the Clintons. Of course. And also, like, so, like, it, it, there was so much that was happening during that election. But, yeah. like, we can go back to the Bernie bro stuff. We can go on yes. to, which was which was part of it. And then we can go to. Um, she shouldn't that, have run. Well, I mean, you know. She, she, listen, Bernie, <laughs> that they stole that. They did. They stole it from Bernie. They should yeah. have let things play out yeah. the way the people wanted them to play out. Right. And, 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 and end it. And, and this is the, the DNC, right? It has to be the right choice, the best choice. It can't be, it's my turn now. And we've seen that happen in Florida, like governor yeah. seats, yeah. right? Like that people think that it's their time and like, it's only fair that I get to go. And it's like, but if you're not going to win and you're not the best and you're not what everyone wants, get out. This isn't about you and whose turn it is. I don't know. No. Don't say you don't know. You're uh, absolutely right. God. And it's happening again with the Bernie stuff. Yes. And I, and again, I don't blame them for being like, oh, the Democrats are stealing yes. it from him because you gave him them proof in 2016 yes. that you're a bunch of dicks with the yes. WikiLeaks dump of the oh emails, whatever. You know, you, you gave them a proof. And so why would they ever trust you again? Yeah. Why would they ever trust you again? Thanks a lot. I know. It's you know? A mess. And so now we're stuck with this fucking guy. I know. Here we are. And, you know, and I do feel bad. I feel bad for Clinton, right? Between her husband's penis and Wiener's Wiener, right? She's been screwed over. Yeah. You know, like imagine she's probably like these men. She's just another woman in a long line of women, Tina. Uh, Why do we deal with them? Why? Why? Let's go to an island and just make it women. Okay. We don't have to have kids. Fuck it. Right? We're good. No, well, I mean, we'll they're, they're our kids. Yeah. And that's it. No, there's ways. Let's, we don't need to deal with this. Let's just change the ways of the world. Get away from me. <laughs> Get away from me. Oh, and I wish so it was better. I wish, I wish I, it is frustrating and I wish that it was a better, better situation. It's just not. I'm very concerned about November. I'm very concerned about what's going to happen and all of the things yeah. that leading up to it. This COVID yeah. is really going to fuck this election. And like, yeah. I don't but know. Listen. And, and, and I'm going to keep saying it. We got to keep, we got to make phone calls when you can, postcards when you can, anything that you can do remotely, um, you know, text bank. Yeah. Like, like there are things that you can do, especially if you're home and you have some extra time. Yeah. Like, and, and you are concerned even somewhat. And try to an look hour up. a week, one hour Try to see week. when your primary is. Our primary yeah. is in August here for, for Florida. And yeah. there's a lot of elections that are ending that day. Yeah. They will be determined that day who the, oh. who the person is that's going to take those seats. You have to pay attention. Yes. You have to pay attention to it. It's a mess. I don't know. <sighs> We're in trouble. And, know. Uh, you know, a lot of Democrats think that because Trump, the way that this has all been handled with COVID and this dragging his feet and being slow. And then now at this point, <laughs> he was... He, there was people that were like, you can't keep me home in Michigan and like, and like protesting. And he's like, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia. I mean, he's saying this against his own fucking orders. It's so bizarre, but people think that because of his behavior, that there's no way he'll be reelected. People will see. No, no, no. People don't see. People don't see. No, and they love it. And so now we have Biden who's going to what? Energize? Is that a word? That you associate with Joe, Grandpa Joe Biden. Grandpa Joe. Energize. No, I. Get the fuck out of here, man. We're we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know. Good luck. Good luck. Well, that's the story. (laughs) And here we go. Here we go. Oh, thank you, guys. I know. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.
If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.